0: we're back your favorite podcast show of the week this is location weekly it's episode number 495 and we're recording live on december the 15th yes we're just 10 days away now from christmas uh, for those who celebrate um so yeah winter is upon us uh you know we've had a little bit of snow up here in toronto uh but it's all gone it's all melted it's back to green grass again and uh That's how it goes these days with uh, all this climate change and whatnot up here. So um, yeah, how's things down there, Brianna?
1: Pretty good. It's been a little chilly here, you know, and by chilly, I mean like 30 degrees Fahrenheit in the morning and then kind of warms up slowly from there. But um, yeah, I mean, getting closer to the Christmas holiday, um, of course, happy Hanukkah to all those who are celebrating Hanukkah this week. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's different because I just feel like I'm at home all the time and, um, Christmas shopping is really just online ordering these days, uh, mostly so, (laughs) you know, but I'm looking forward to some downtime and some family time and, um, you know, just all the magic that, that you have with, especially with little, little kids this time of year. So. That's about all that's going on in my life. Nothing too crazy or exciting, you know. How about you?
0: Um, you know, we're plugging along. There's, this is a pretty crazy week, just trying to cram a lot in before kind of uh, calm things down for, for a couple of weeks, hopefully. Um, today, uh, on the ground level side of, of my world, uh, we made an announcement to, uh this morning uh that we're launching our taking our our sort of CanaTrace trace contact tracing service and extending that into the u.s market so it's called safe trace usa um so that's kind of exciting and um yeah i mean you know we're just continuing to move along and uh family's good and healthy and you know vaccines are starting to go and we'll see how that goes you know like it's I guess there's a little bit of hope and optimism and, um, you know, out there and, uh, you know, I was just reading, uh, on the weekend about this, um, this, uh, what, I guess they call it the Christmas star that's coming on the, uh, on the equinox that week. I don't know if you've, you've heard about this, but, uh, so on, you know, how like December 21st is the, like, you know, sort of the official first day of winter with the equinox. And apparently this year, Jupiter and Saturn are like basically coming in alignment, um, for the first time in like 800 years or something. And that they call this the Christmas star because when they kind of come together like that, it creates this sort of thing, like the big, bright, um, sort of Bethlehem star or whatever for, for Christians. Um, so we'll get to see that. Uh,
1: that sounds amazing. I'm excited.
0: That's kind of hopeful. Yeah. So mark that on your calendar. Um, even good. if you're not a Christian, it's you know it's a cool thing in the sky uh, to look at with your uh, your family, and um, yeah, it's uh, should should be should be uh, interesting. And I think the next one's like 80 years away or something. I don't know or something like that. So
1: wow, so I'll
0: be gone. So this is my only chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, we've Let's got a good show for you. Guy. Um, <laughs> Yeah we got a good show for you. Uh, Four stories that we wanted to cover. uh, Pretty uh, solid in the location-based ecosystem this week. A lot of cool new tech out there and I'll let Abriana kick it off.
1: Sure. So um, we are going like super you know location focused this week and this first story does not uh, skew from that whatsoever but uh, NextNav, which we know as um, you know a a location provider, I mean they've been in the industry for a long time, and they have announced that what they're calling their Unity plugin. And so it's really taking their their location level literally to um, a new level for vertical positioning service, and that's called Pinnacle. Um, so, you know, use cases for this could include things like gaming, manufacturing and inter- industrial um, applications, training, um, you know, most open market location uh, options for developers right now have really been focused more just like on the X, Y axis and, and not necessarily using your vertical location or using smartphone sensors like the altimeter and the barometer to say like, hey, how, uh, what level is somebody at? And you think about the, you know, the majority of Americans live in more urban and dense areas, meaning that, you know, there's lots of like levels. You know, we shop at malls with multiple levels. There's lots of applications there where it's important to know the height of which you are at, not only the location on the map. Um, so this is gonna be rolled out and, and offered to developers through either a developer plugin, an API or an SDK option. Um, and they're going to showcase this at an upcoming event called Global Game Jam, which um, is coming up next month in January. Uh, and really, you know, it's a, a place where a lot of developers come and get together and check out what's the latest technology that they can bake into, you know, some of their games and and options like that. So, you know, I've heard of other companies doing this type of technology, implementing this type of technology, but I haven't really heard of any uh you know, open options for developers to plug in and and utilize. And most of the time, it's been more of an SDK focus and not um, an option from a plugin or or API offering. So I think this is really, really cool. Um, You know, I don't know that there's a ton of applications here at the given moment, but I do think of things like, for example, food delivery and understanding better, like what level somebody's on, you know, whenever you're coming into like a big condo building or even, you know, gaming within a mall if you're having something that, you know, is like a Pokemon Go type of scenario and you want to be able to hide things at multiple levels uh, versus just map points, I think is really, you know, cool applications. And I'm sure that that gamers will have lots of options and, um, you know, creative ideas on how they could use this type of technology but I do see a lot of functionality within industrial, you know, warehouses, manufacturing, having a better idea of where things are located. Um, you know, when you have all of those different multiple levels of, of uh, you know, moving parts and boxes and and machines, <laughs> like going to get other pieces of equipment, it could be uh, certainly be applicable there. So um, I think this is really cool, and it's nice to see NextNav kind of rolling out something that's a little bit more futuristic than you know some of the um, technology that's been around for a while so
0: yeah no i i uh, i agree with you i think this is a very very interesting technology um you know we've in the space of you know kind of relating this to to the uh, indoor location ecosystem right specifically um you know this has always been one of those challenges right in terms of knowing where people are in a building in the retail context you know when you look at shopping malls and things like that you know the, the use of beacons and Wi-Fi and things like that to determine position is relatively commonplace now but you know we've always struggled uh, there's a few companies out there that have done a good job but in general the industry's kind of struggled to understand sort of you know the vertical position like where somebody is on what floor they're on and those kinds of things and yes you know uh, more and more now the the smartphones are coming you know, with native uh, barometric sensors in the devices that can help you read those things, but applying them to applications, giving developers access to, uh, you know, to that uh, capability to, you know, sort of, whether that's building that into games or into retail applications or navigation applications or what have you, you know, we haven't seen a ton of it, um, you know, sort of really roll out there. And so, yeah, so I'm excited about this. I think I'm not a gamer per se. I would never call myself that. I've never been uh, a gamer, but, uh, you know, I, I can totally see the applications for this. I watch my my kid, uh, you know, play video games and all that first person stuff and whatnot. And, um you know you can see the applications right uh it makes sense and i think there's you know many other applications beyond the gaming industry for this um you know and, and as you pointed out this is a company that's you know been around for a while it's not a, a, a new player in the industry it's a mature company in the space our good buddy dan uh height is over there now heading up uh partnerships as well so uh, shout out to him uh on the team over there and uh yeah you know i i uh i think there's a ton of opportunity here and it'll be interesting to see how uh how this plays out as a you know sort of a a new tool a new capability for the developer community uh to simply plug in that one line of code with the unity plug to kind of unlock those those types of capabilities so yeah all right staying in the uh, world of, uh, of location services this one's very interesting so uh, an Israeli uh, startup called point me which is a uh, came out of um, a, uh, a company called incubit ventures um, which has a number of holdings but this one is called point me and what it is is a new technology that that basically takes your smartphone and turns it into a device where you can essentially point and click uh, on any object in the physical world. So in the same way that we interact online, when you go to websites and you click a button or you click on a tab or you click on an image or whatever the case might be and things, you know, content is returned or engagement happens, they're trying to make the physical world clickable, essentially. Um, And uh, so I think this is quite interesting and some of the early applications that they're speaking to are, you know, in, uh, you know, sort of museums and cultural properties and things like that. They've got a proof of concept running right now with um, one of the leading uh, museums in Europe Uh, and they've teamed up with another group called Acoustic Guide. Um, And so basically, you know, if you've ever been, you know, on one of those audio tours going through a museum property or things like that, Um, think about the ability to use your phone now and just point at a, you know, a historical object that you're looking at or uh, a painting or what have you and have it tell you or return content coming back like, uh, you know, from that. So, it's kind of like, um, you know, sort of a a, a, let's call it a sort of a next generation beyond augmented reality in a sense, right? Where you can point and click and kind of engage with objects around you. Um, and it can, it can uh, uh, trigger all sorts of content, video synchronization, navigation, positioning, it can do a whole bunch of different things. Um, so I think this is very uh, exciting technology. Um, it can be any object, a billboard, a screen, a building, a statue, it doesn't really matter um and um i think the potential for this is huge it's uh, obviously right central in the world of location based marketing and services uh you know both from a technical point of view and i think from a sort of uh marketing retail content engagement uh point of view as well so I'm excited to see where that technology goes what are your thoughts
1: yeah i think this is really interesting i my you know from hearing the story i really my brains just like the wheels are turning and i'm trying to think of all the creative applications that could be used here right so i don't know if that you know it could span beyond uh, more commercial and advertising and informational type plays but i would love to see um, you know being able to use this maybe for uh, safer cities or you know just access to or quick access to um, i don't know maybe emergency services or anything that that you might need um, so I think there's so much that you could do with this technology. Obviously the information, um, the, the, the capability is there and the information has to be layered on and added on. So it's really up to uh, the creati- the creativity of anybody who's developing and building to think about how they could implement this technology with, within their environment, right? And how they could use that. So I, I think this is really fun. I do love the advertising play on this and and thinking about um you know really being able to connect what's going on in the real world or digital out of home or even happening maybe on the television screen to say how can I uh you know get more information on that in real time um so I think this is this is really exciting and and I'm excited to see how this further develops
0: yeah i i think lots of potential right so let's just see you know how it plays out and uh you know i i can see uh, a number of um lbma member companies that are in this uh category engaging with with this type of technology i think it's a new way uh i could see the out-of-home industry really getting behind something like this as well um so we'll see it's got a lot of potential all right next story
1: all right moving on so this is a new partnership that's taking place between pointer which is p-o-i-n-t-r no e and comfy which i don't really know a ton about comfy so this is uh, an interesting story but you know we know pointer in the space they provide indoor location technology uh, staying on trend here with these stories and they are partnering with comfy that provides workplace intelligence. So they are workplace intelligence platform. Uh, and basically, you know, they are jumping on the safety bandwagon, like A lot of other companies are and trying to figure out how can they make a safer uh, return of employees to the workforce and workplace. And so um, they've integrated the pointer location services into the comfy mobile app and basically it's using machine learning technology uh, in order and, and highly accurate indoor positioning in order to uh, help safely sort of navigate employees around the office. Um, so, you know, what this some of the features that they, they touted in this story uh, include, you know, letting employees safely move around the office, easy access to health amenities like, you know, temperature stations, hand sanitizers, or PPP, PPE equipment, um, you know, safe wayfinding, things like that, you know, being able to enable like one way routes. Uh, you know, avoiding unsafe zones, you know, all through this mobile experience within this app. So uh, employees can also use the platform, you know, for some more simple things like reserving uh, available desks, finding, you know, available desks that could be reserved, conference rooms, give feedback. Uh, on you know how safe they feel or the workspace environment submit different requests um you know and get updates as well on on policies procedures and you know safety guidelines and updates there so um you know i think this is an interesting story for me i think that there's a lot of companies that are trying to jump in and do things right like you you know i think it's interesting how for example uh you know, with ground level, you guys started out very early on, you were already set up and capable of doing all of the the of trace and you know, uh, that, that play came very naturally to you and you didn't go out of your way to create it. I also see that there's a need to be safe, but I can't imagine myself using an app to navigate around the office. Like, you know, I would know where things are and and just be navigating. If I don't feel safe enough to be in an office, I'd probably just continue to work from home, right? Um, so for me, I could only see this being something that would be uh, potentially useful if you're like maybe in a hospital, right? So you're in a hospital, you're trying to navigate around areas maybe that have increased exposure zones or something like that. I could see, you know, having this type of an application, but I just don't see that this is going to be uh, something that has like a high adoption rate and use rate. Um, but I could be wrong, you know, maybe there is more, um, you know, office spaces that people are going back to work at some point And they say like, I'm only going to feel safe if I had this type of a, a feature functionality. I'll put that out there. I could just be thinking about this wrong, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting play. Again, I think that, you know, maybe having, I, I think that the basic capabilities about like reserving conference rooms and things like that through an app is great, uh, but all the safety features, like I don't need to navigate myself to some hand sanitizer, so. Yeah, That's-
0: I think in general, I agree with you. I, I um, there's, there's a couple things happening that we're seeing, um, you know, at a global level right now. I, I think on the one hand, Overall, you know, people are working from home more and more, right? And so, you know, sort of the the, the utilization of office space is just way down. I think commercial, uh, you know, uh, space is 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 going to uh, struggle for a long time. We're seeing a lot of that space get converted into Amazon warehouses and all sorts of other things. Um, you know, so so there there's ways to uh, sort of monetize the space, but. Uh, as traditional office space I think you know sort of that requirement uh, first and foremost I think is is just in decline and and will be for you know the foreseeable future Um, so I think there's that that aspect to deal with I think the second is is that I'm with you I, I you know if I you know if I go to the office I know my office space I don't need to understand how to navigate around it unless it's some you know you know, I'm a new student on a university campus or something for the first time or, or, or you know, those kinds of things. So from that point of view, you know, I, I struggle with the application here. The second is, is that, um, you know, there's all kinds of other technologies that are sort of coming into this. And I think if it's an essential type of workplace, like a hospital or a university campus, or, you know, you know an airline or, you know, uh, an airport or something like that, you know, I, I think there's, um, you know, certainly applications in those types of environments, but there are other technologies that I'm starting to see, you know, people who are coming to us even at ground level because they see what we're doing with Canon Trace and Safe Trace, and they're saying, hey, we've got other, you know, hardware based technologies or other things that are complementary to that. So for example, I was talking to one company uh, earlier this week, uh, who's got a wearable technology. Uh, and basically it does person-to-person notification of, you know, uh, whether you may have been exposed or those kinds of things, using Bluetooth technologies and, and that type of thing. So certainly, you know, there are a lot of people trying different things and, and those you know, types of companies, you know, they're working with the employers and they're saying, look, you know, so for example, they've signed a deal, this company I was talking to with one of the big airlines, and they're like, every employee basically has to have one of these wearable devices and you know, we can kind of, you know, a la Disney, you know, track where they are and we know kind of what rooms they've been in and all that kind of stuff, right? So can that be done with apps? Yes, but like any app, you know, driving penetration and installs and all, you know, and updates and all of that, you know, there's, there's challenges, right? So I, I'm not super excited about this. I think there's some value here. I think in certain instances and applications, I think, you know, I, I, I can see the, uh, you know, the opportunity. But I think it's pretty it's pretty limited, so I'm, I'm going to kind of side with you on that one. So, yeah, yeah. All right, final story now. So we'll jump over to the Czech Republic this time, and uh, Skoda, the big uh, automobile uh, manufacturer that's based over there, has uh, integrated a whole bunch of new uh, location based services into their vehicles, and so now if you have uh, certain you know new Skoda models. Uh, basically in the cars infotainment system uh, you now will have access to location-based offers and so they're starting only in the Czech Republic initially obviously that's where they're based and um, so they it's a good place to test with their uh, you know their vehicles on the streets but um, let's say you know you're coming up to um, you know a gas station or a petrol station for people over there um, and, uh, you know, you're looking to refuel, it can tell you about uh, nearby offers or discounts at the at the supermarket or the hotel or the restaurant nearby uh, or offers on car washes or, you know, or deals on that, you know, and all kinds of other partners that they're bringing in, all brought to you within the context of your location of where you are and what's around you uh, and, and surfacing those offers in context and delivered through the, directly through the uh, built-in infotainment system in the vehicle itself. So not a, a new concept, obviously we've talked about these kinds of connected car applications for a long time now. Um, you know, many have, have, have tried to do this. I know Garmin and, and others have tried to do things in, in the US market. Um, i trying to think of the, uh, the radio company that was doing something in this area, Harman. Harman did, did a lot of work in this a couple of years ago. Uh, but to see car manufacturers just kind of go at it and build their own sort of, uh, you know, media offer ecosystem, I think is very interesting. Um, so and, and to kind of build it in there. So that's my initial thoughts. Yours?
1: Yeah, I do find this very intriguing. Um, you know, I think that it's, I, you think about like, how is this going to work? You know, one, what is the driver experience going to be? You know, is it like you're at a stoplight and they're like, hey, free coffee over here, buy one, get one. Or, you know, <laughs> is it going to be like shouting at you and and distracting? Or is it, you know, I, I think it really, really depends on how good the experience is um, for consumers and being able to also monitor that experience and say like, I don't want notifications or like, you know, visual notifications only or whatever it may be. Um, just like any advertising experience, making sure it's not an offensive one is so important. Um, but, you know, we've seen this already happening for so long with Waze, for example, right? You know, you've you've got your your navigation, and when you're at a stoplight, you're constantly seeing an ad for a Dunkin' Donuts or a Wendy's or a Taco Bell popping up, or a gas station. Um, and so, I think that it can be effective if it's done correctly. What I question is how they will grow the media side of that business. You know, with focus being mostly uh, in car. You know, manufacturing technology uh, built around the actual vehicle itself. Um, you know, it'd be very interesting to see how they could, how they're thinking about scaling that, right? Is it something that they that they go third party and, you know, partner with a, a company or they just put all of their available uh, inventory out on the exchange? Like, how are they going to take this to market? So I'm very intrigued by that. Um, but I do think that, you know, more and more as we see with every type of business, it's about providing new experiences within however you're touching the consumer so in this case with the cars you know how can they provide new consumer experiences and make that better as well as how can they diversify revenue so if they can grow additional revenue through advertising you know more power to them so i find this interesting i want to better understand like what is the user experience so i can't comment on whether i'm you know ho-hum about it but i love that they're thinking about sort of bringing this in uh, in-house and you know how can we create that same experience within our own technology.
0: Yeah and and before we leave it um, at that I, I do wanted to I, I was while you were talking I was pulling up a spreadsheet here because later this week little plug here uh, for LBMA uh, members out there we're going to be releasing finally the 2020 uh, global research study. Um, so to give you a little sort of holiday reading um, but uh, there's two numbers in in the data that i wanted to pull out that are relevant to to this story so a little uh, sort of preview of what will be in the report but uh, for the first time ever uh, we always ask um, within sort of the the budget that people have allocated towards location-based marketing and services you know what are the subcategories uh underneath that that they're they're applying their their dollars to you know is it going into you know analytics platforms or you know search optimization or what have you and and for the first time this year we asked are you doing work in applying any of that dollars to connected car applications uh and surprisingly maybe not surprisingly if you're Skoda but 21% of those surveyed, said yes. They that that's where you know some of their money was going not around uh, LBS this year. Twenty-one percent of and this is a global study we do across all regions. Um, so that's pretty significant um, to see that uh, that number pop out. And then uh, the other uh, number that uh, that may be interesting as well is uh, we we also looked at um, in terms of of non sort of. LBS or marketing offers based applications, so 21% on on that side, but in terms of the non-marketing applications, uh, 8% uh, of uh, of respondents said that they were applying some some dollars to navigation and uh, in-vehicle sort of uh, applications as well. Uh, So that's on top of the actual sort of offers or, or sort of advertising aspect of things and um sorry and eight percent by the way that that number is is strictly for the emea region uh alone which led uh, across all all the regions that we operate in so um so there, go right there you know it's uh you know there, there's some data to back up what you're doing um and uh, like i said that report will be out later this week awesome yeah so that's it. That's our show for uh, for this week. You've been listening to episode number 495 of Location Weekly. Uh, yeah, we are approaching the, uh, the big 500. Um, it's a lot of episodes. But uh, if you have story ideas, uh, feedback, please reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you uh and you know feel free to uh give us some stars some likes uh on whichever platform you're consuming this and of course we'll be back next week to uh chat with you again and uh, pretty soon we're going to have a prediction show right aubriana
1: i guess so it's getting so, to that time right getting to that
0: time so we'll have to yeah review what we said last year and see uh, see what we think for next year but anyhow have a great week everybody we'll uh, we'll see you soon
1: happy holidays bye